Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcast. My name is Tony Deaf in Florida, Tony D. As always, to my first left, Chris Leto from Reaper Films. Howdy. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good? I'm good. Yeah, good. Okay. And over there, stretching, doing his Pilates and doing uh, whatever he does, uh, Mr. Joe Davidson. Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Are you okay? No, man. I'm sore. My whole body's broken. I'm pretty sure I have arthritis in every joint. You know, I actually age. wear arthritis cream right now on my, like, because I have, like, a tennis elbow. Your I don't masturbating hand? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, no. <laughs> I live alone in a studio. <laughs> true. And I have a projected screen. You ever watch porn on a giant projected screen? I've never screen? seen it in your office again. Yeah. Yeah. Or the. I'm not even sure I'm safe in here, really. I know. Right? Oh, no, I don't do anything in here. Except for that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in there, it's a little different in the sound booth. <laughs> Gross. I wasn't alone. Oh, all right. <laughs> and today's special guest, Jeremy Sumrall. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Emphasis on special, right? I mean, we can. You want me to put quotations <laughs> on it for you? I usually do that for Joe <laughs> Davison, but I, you know, I can share the wealth. Isn't that special? <laughs> Archer special. That's, oh. that's an old school reference. SNL, that's that's Billy Mage. What? Oh, is it? I thought you were doing Church Lady. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, that's Billy Mage. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Old fart. I'm like, I'm farting dust at this point. You know, middle age man. Do you remember that, Church Lady? No. Yeah. Not, not even a little bit. It, it was, oh, my God. Uh, Dana, Dana Carvey's, like, Dana best character. You know, oh! The best one. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everybody talks about Garth because of Wayne's World and everything, you know, but for me, it all started with Church Lady. Yeah. That was just... They tried to turn that into a movie. Was it Satan? Satan? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I knew a lot of, you know, ladies like that growing up in a small... Very religious town that I still <laughs> so I I definitely knew that and identified with that. That's why it, it, uh, Dana Carvey was always uh, Dana Carvey was always like a weird character. Yeah, he was like the weird people. He was yeah. I don't. Know. Oh, he, he was, was the weird the one on the show. Yeah. He was funny. Dana Carvey was the weird one on SNL. One of. Who was your favorite SNL character? Honestly, character SNL or actor? character actor. Oh, I mean, there's so many of them. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, a lot of Belushi huh? was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Farley was hilarious. Yeah, I like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was, was great. I mean, there's yeah. too many. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Eddie Murphy was actually a cast member. He was a host. No, no he was no, a he cast, was cast member. member. No, he was a cast member. Yeah, that's where he started. I mean, oh. the whole the, the buckwheat yeah, bits that he did. Buckwheat, uh, James, James Brown's hot tub party. Yeah. Yeah, James Brown, the hot tub. Whatever it was called. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, Robert, it's yeah, a hell of a day hilarious. in the neighborhood. It was like the ghetto Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about like the early or late 80s, early 90s with uh, like Joe Piscopo? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I didn't like that. That's well, when Eddie a, Murphy was on. That's what, yeah. That's when he was was a classic bit with Eddie Murphy. There was yeah, a classic bit with Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo yeah. doing Ebony and Ivory as oh, yeah. Stevie Wonder and Frank Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. That was just like, knocked me on my ass funny, you know? Yeah. It's not funny That's anymore. Like, there's like 40 <laughs> no. years of this now. Yeah, there no, is. No, because now oh, you got so jackasses many. like Pete Davidson. Oh, my God. It's like he's mm. like the funniest fucking thing ever to fucking walk the planet. Right. And you're like, uh. The, the best know, thing that, Eric, that he ever like, did was 
Aria Grande. <laughs> I know. It's like, how about that ass this guy pulls? I'm like, this guy, he looks like he's like a scarecrow. Half dead. He, he's a he's a he's a shit talking. Yeah. You know. He's got that heroin sheet look. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he just did heroin. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Got I, I got drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he was he was fucking Kate Beckinsale for. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, now he's yes. who's he with now? Fucking some hot bitch. I don't. Know. I don't. But Kate Beckinsale's like a thin little stick, dude. Dude, she's yeah. so. Dude, I don't think she's hot. That woman. I don't think she's hot. She was. Dude, Kate she was the very yeah. first like professional photo op I ever did was Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Because of, like I met her at some convention. Because of Underworld. Ah uh, no, it was um. God, I mean, it might have been one of the Underworld, but one of the later ones. Well, here's why I say um, this: I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some of her posts are just absurd. And mm-hmm. the the like one yesterday she posted, she was like in this white, real skinny, tight thing. She's no figure. She's no mm-hmm. breasts. You know what I mean? She's like yeah. She's got a pretty face, but I want some fucking meat, man. Yeah. I Dude, I I'm an equal opportunity. Is that wrong for me to say that? Am I sexist because I say that? Like, don't skinny shame. No. I mean, I mean, everyone, everyone all has, got our, we all got our preferences. Yeah, I was right? just saying, everyone has their space. Right? Yeah. Me, I just like women. Me too. <laughs> I, I mean, me I would too. never. <laughs> she was like, hey, Joe, let's go back to my hotel. Yeah, I'd already be done and had to like clean up and then go back with her. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, she's definitely very tiny. Doing the photo op, this was probably when I was 100 pounds heavier. So just standing next to her, I thought I was going to snap her in half just by yeah. putting my arm around her. Right. You know, but at the same time, I was just like, she's so just... Oh, yeah. she smells so good too. Oh yeah, like flowers, like flowers. She's a hottie. Yes, 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 very much so. Jeremy, now Jeremy. tell tell our guests uh, what they would know you from and what you are working on or have worked on or will be working on and what are promoting. Um, yeah, so I've been an independent, 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 independent. filmmaker since 2007, uh, as we were saying before we went on. Yep. Uh, Joe and I have known each other for a long time, or long we time. met, I guess, yeah. a long time ago. Well, I guess you could say we've um, known each other. We've never done anything together yet that we can talk yet. about. That's, yeah. Well, I don't want to know what, was that what happened night. in that bedroom. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is, is, is that, that going to be in the same like movie theater as uh, A Night with Paris? Is that, is that yep. The same? yep. <laughs> and A Night with Peter. Was it One Night in Paris? I mean, it, it was like 30 seconds. I think it's One Paris. Night in China. It's more. Is closer to what we were talking about one night in China. Yeah, so, like you guys are wrestling fans, right? Yeah, no. China. And yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. That's basically yeah. what mine looks like. Is her? Never mind. I oh, can't well. say any of what I wanted to say, I but know. you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, unfortunately, yeah, we don't want to get flagged already. Didn't she, yeah. didn't she pass away? China? Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah. She's done. Yeah. Yeah, Where the time fuck have I been? I don't know. This was a few a years ago too. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know, man. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, unfortunately, it's You're not gonna get you know hands. wrestling. It's hard to be a wrestling fan, especially as, as old as I am, because like they all die so young for the most part. Yeah. You know, well, it's because they're taking steroids and the hearts give out. Yeah. 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 I mean, and the painkillers and oh, all yeah. that fun stuff. That's what I need yeah. right now. Yeah. Painkillers. We yeah. got dark really quick. Yeah. That's, and on that note. Uh-huh. You were no, saying, so, Jared, sorry. Yeah, uh, independent filmmaker. Uh, started out as uh, an actor, actually, uh, in the movie Sweatshop, the smasher film, as Michael Gingold uh, refers to it as. Um, 
and then fell in love with the process and started writing, started directing, uh, made a couple of features, uh, music videos, short films. Uh, my last feature, Pickaxe, was released on Amazon uh, in 2019. Uh, Tiffany Shepis is in it. Uh, Michael Baldwin from Phantasm, Sal from the Howard Stern Show. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, uh, that actually is one of my favorite stories. Is actually getting name dropped on Stern um, because I grew up, you know, being a huge Howard Stern fan. Same. Even though yeah, it, it never really Same, aired yeah. on any of the radio stations here. But then once, uh, like I mean, I would get the the bootleg tapes, the CDs, all that stuff, and see his pay per view specials. Um, so getting to work with Sal from the Howard Stern Show, which came about because of um, oh, my, his name is blanking. Um, the guy who did Girls Gone Dead. Um, uh oh. Um, God, I wish I could remember his name. Uh, I apologize. It, Stan, yeah, I mean, it's Michael Hoffman, I think. Maybe. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's Hoffman. Yeah, my, <laughs> he uh, he hooked me up with Sal, um, and yeah, when when Sal got done filming his part, he went back. It was on the air like a couple days later, and Howard asked him, "You know, where were you?" And he said, yeah, I was down in Texas filming this slasher film with this guy, Jeremy Summerall, and my heart just like fell out of my ass, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I've just been mentioned on like the largest radio, you know, show on the planet. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, That's a great But still, story. I have to pick up my dog's shit, so like it keeps me humble. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm finally in pre production. Kids, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no I'm, celebrities I'm, in my house. Yeah, I'm I'm finally in pre production now on another feature. Uh, been kind of toiling away doing shorts and music videos and stuff, and learning cinematography and lighting because I had never done any of that stuff before. Uh, in on the features and, and stuff that I had done in the past, I always had a DP. Um, I always had a, a fairly large crew, and this time I'm really kind of going like Robert Rodriguez, El Mariachi style, doing a lot of the jobs myself. Um, and uh, it's actually uh, technically a Florida film. Um, Sean Donahue from Gator Blade Films came up with the story. Uh, he wrote it with uh, his friend Andrew Allen. And uh, Sean yeah, knows they, other people? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, but Sean, Sean had put a thing out on Facebook that he was looking for someone who had no brains and giant balls. And I said, well, that's me. Um, and uh, he said that he wanted to make an Andy Sedaris meets Russ Meyer type exploitation action, weird, sleazy film. <laughs> and of course, that's right in my wheelhouse. And uh, a lot of the projects that I was working on writing at the time were really kind of stalling out. And, uh, and, of course, this all happened last year when COVID had everything locked down. So I said, well, I can either sit and write on these features that I've been trying to get off the ground for a while, or here's a ready-made project, and I can kind of hit the ground running. And the minute everything opens back up, I can start filming. And that was the original plan. And instead, I uh, fucked up my knee last uh, – oh, excuse me this time last year it was literally about a year ago i fucked up my knee when i was filming some stunt training and i said you know what i am not going to be able to make this action-packed movie filming it myself shooting it myself if i don't get healthy so that was all it took and i started doing the ddp yoga program and dropped 40 pounds in no time oh, wow. and have just been consistently hitting the mat every single day since I think 
today was day 324 or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard um, that DDP uh, yoga is intense. So hitting the mat used to be wrestling. Now it's yeah. yoga. Yeah, now it's yoga. Um, but well, Diamond we, Dallas Page. What a difference. Diamond Dallas Page. I should say. Say, we we are not supposed to refer to it as like DDP But man, I got to tell you, the, the shit works. I mean, this is actually a 3X shirt that what I'm wearing DDP right now. This is Diamond Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page. Wrestler. Oh, wrestler. Um, the wrestler. Former WCW, WWE. DDP, uh, yeah, not in the lifestyle I'm in. Right. Yeah. That's for dick, dick, pussy. Dick, dick, pussy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing the program ever since. I cut soda out of my life. Cut. It's a lot like Duck Duck Goose. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He can't get out of his own head. I can't. (laughs) Well, and who would want to be right? Right. A bunch of girls sit around naked, and I run around tapping them all in the head. With what? Dick, dick, (laughs) me, dick, and then one of them has to chase me, and I sit in their spot, and they all tackle me, and we're flagged. I'm like, stop it. Most of the girls are like, this game is really short. It's like, what? That mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's wide. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, um, so how, you said you were on which day for DDP yoga? I think it's three twenty-four, something like that. I mean, I, it's literally like uh, three hundred and twenty-four or something consecutive days. Like I've hit the mat for at least you know five ten minutes. Usually it's been. At this point, closer to an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, that I hit the mat um, mm. and just really get stretched out, like well, like before okay. I really kind of yeah. wake up. You know, I do that. Used to, I would wake up 7:30, 8 o'clock, and roll out of bed and immediately eat breakfast, and it was just shit, really. You know, yeah. just you microwave donuts? crap. Mm, yeah, I donuts, bagels, that that whole nine, and. Uh, yeah, I I when I, once I started and it literally was like a like an instant like a light switch kind of deal. I cut out uh, cut out sodas. I mean, I'll have one every now and then, but it's very very rare. I used to drink upwards of a twelve pack of of Coke a day, a day? Um, and now I have one maybe every few weeks. And in fact, now I'm on day thirty eight of a seventy five hard, so I absolutely have had no soda whatsoever in the last thirty eight days. And I still have like. How do you keep track of all these numbers? Um, you know what? Having cut and paste on my phone, yeah. <laughs> my clipboard really helps. Because <laughs> uh, I I I'm really horrible with numbers in particular. I'm like, I forget what the actual technical term is, but it's it's basically like number dyslexia. Um, I will you know write down nine six and I mean sixty nine right? right. So yeah. like that gets confusing. The, the, the position ninety six is where you you know after you're done you're back you're to back. Sex, you roll over you roll over and you shit in each other's hair. Oh so, wow, that's yeah. you guys do that too? <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought that was oh, just totally. me. <laughs> well, at my age, you know, like you can't really trust the heart. Well, so. you can't help it. Fucking, it just releases everything. Yeah, <laughs> you got a good hour session in with your lady. You're gonna shit at some point. <laughs> An hour? Yeah. Amateur. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that's when you gotta stop and take a shit. Yeah. Like, babe, I haven't pumped for 45 minutes straight. Wait, why? Why you gotta stop? Why you gotta stop? <laughs> yeah. Hey, come with me to the bathroom. <laughs> Chili dogs. Like, give me a plumpkin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was always curious about that. I, I've never seen a Blumpkin porn. Have you guys? I've never looked for no. one, so no. <laughs> no. 
I don't look for that kind of porn. No. And it should not come up in my feed. <laughs> no. It might now. I think that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's funnier when you're discussing it rather than the actual execution of it. True. Like, yeah. I don't know how. Like, I'm not trying to kink shave at all, but I don't get how anybody could be turned yeah. on. I know, right? You know, yeah. taking a dump. Well, the point but, is, you know, is that the girl's not turned on. She's being paid for the service. Because <laughs> no, yeah. that's the only way that would happen. Because my wife would be like, you want me to do what? When you're what? No. Did y'all up. see that documentary? What are you talking about? Did y'all see that documentary on the guy that created, um, what the hell is the uh, McAfee virus no. software? Yeah, that dude's out. He got, he's dead now, right? Nutcase. Yeah. He, um, he's a billionaire. He had gazillions of dollars, and he had, like, this private island, and he would bring girls. Like, he'd find Asian girls, and he would bring them to his island, and he had a, a hammock. And the girls would, with a hole in it, and the girls would shit through oh. the hole, and he would be under it. And it is just so <laughs> disgusting. What else are you going to do when you have a billion dollars? I know. You're it's like, like well, let's you're just see. Bored I can go anywhere tired. on the planet. I can fuck anybody I want. Literally. Yeah. Literally. So what do I want to do now? I'm going to have Asian girls flown into my island and they can shit on me. Right. Well, that's the I whole... I was just ate the, up. The whole plot behind Salo, right? Like, it's just a rich people who have Martin, like, fuck you money. They're just like, let's just make people do a lot of degrading what shit. What is fuck you money like, man? I, I want to no. know. Because I'd be doing other know. things like... Uh, I have please fuck me money, so... <laughs> yeah. I don't even have that. I have, like, please fuck me Pop-Tarts. Like, this is what I have. What kind of Pop-Tarts? S'mores. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's probably why so many rich people end up getting into hardcore drugs because they're bored. No, well, man. Well, well, I mean, you can only travel so much. I'd be like fucking Elon Musk stuff, and like, Bezos and those dumb fucks. Well, well, didn't Eddie Murphy get caught with a male prostitute one day? Like, because oh, he had like he got caught like oh, in Tiger Woods too. He got caught with a prostitute or two. Shit. Right. I'm Any just saying, that. like, with the yeah, who cares? A prostitute is like no, I don't low care. I'm vanilla. just, I'm, just right. say, I'm saying, I think they're. Getting prostitutes to do yeah. shit that, that no one else would do for them. Do more. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I can't get into my. Anyways, my point is, if I had that kind of money, I'd be building jetpacks and rocket boots and shit. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be like getting fucking islands and having Asian shit on me. I'd be like, yo, <laughs> yeah, I want. Let's get an island, have the Asians come in and build me a jetpack so I can Iron Man my ass around New York. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I want an Iron Man suit. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's what I would do. I don't want to be completely contained in a. So you want to be Tony Stark? Uh, more like Batman. <laughs> Batman, okay. I want to be Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> if you had that kind of money, why wouldn't you be doing shit like that? Yeah. Right. Like I got a billion dollars. I'm gonna build a bulletproof suit where I can jump around New York and fight crime. Well, let, yeah. Look at Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk now. They they want to go to space. Yeah. That exactly. That's the next like, step outside of like getting Superman powers. See, I don't think I ever. But here's go the thing: space. they could yeah. probably end world hunger by themselves. Yeah, exactly. But, but there's another the float in space for what thirty seconds. Who cares? And fly back down there. Why do you? Like, so what? It's not their responsibility to care about the planet. Not, they work no, hard not. to get their money. Go to space, dude. Well, space. well people did worked they, hard. To get that was good. Did they work But hard? they invented the money. Well, they had to have something to get people in the building to pay them first. I mean, people I think just don't Bezos, come work for free, I mean, right? Obviously, Amazon started in his garage selling books. and it Yeah, after he got $250,000 from his parents. Yeah. Yeah. So? Well. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's not exactly a self-made man. Yeah, well, his, his dad... I. I I'm working hard so my kids don't have exactly. to. Exactly. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If I get no, the point I can give my I totally daughter a million dollars, <laughs> I'm going to give her a million dollars. And when someone's like, 
Sure. She didn't work for that. Bullshit. She didn't. I did, so she didn't have to. Yeah. That's right. where it comes, you know. No, absolutely. So, yeah, no, but that. if I had that kind of money, I I probably wouldn't be going to space, but I would be building shit for me to do on Earth where I could be like, yo, I got to get from California to New York in 20 minutes. Guess what I built? Teleporter. Hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. But, yeah. but, but I the majority also, of his employees are living below the poverty line. Like yeah, some well, agree. Shit going on, you know? Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, but then you would like some sort of. I would like try to like mass produce a teleporter ring in every city so people could use it. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you can well, Elon Musk did that with the this week teleporter to Tampa to New York. It's only one ninety nine. That, that hyper tunnel <laughs> that uh, that Elon Musk is making is basically trying to solve like commuters from like problems going from inside well, the city and outside, like or back and forth to Vegas and like. 15 minutes. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. here's my issue with Musk. Which one? Uh, <laughs> my own. <laughs> I love it. Is that he's trying to build a uh, network of floating satellites that surround the planet. And give everyone internet. Well, that's not it. Well, that, that's I think then it. he's just going to EMP the planet and then he's going to control it. So at some point. Just don't get chips <laughs> in your head. Okay. So. Here's what I here's where I well, think if you have a vaccine, you're chipped already, right? Yeah. Damn it! No. <laughs> I saw a funny uh, video about a military guy who was like, "They're not putting chips in the vaccine, guys." He's like, "I was in the Afghan desert for like three years. They couldn't even get walkie-talkies to work." He's <laughs> like, "They certainly know that technology. Yeah. But microchips uh, in yeah, exactly. a liquid." Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you carry a tracking device right. in your pocket yes. every single day. Not and only a tracking device. It, no, like not only a tracking device, but it hears everything, sees yeah. everything. Yeah, like right. it's not. And the thing is, like, like you can anybody, something now. Anybody in and, the world can be tracked, except for Brian Laundry, of course. Yeah. Um, no, dog caught him. I don't think he caught him yet, has he? Yeah, it? he uh, caught him. I read this morning. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't, oh, well, I haven't checked Snoop that. Snoop Dogg or whoever caught him. I thought Dog quit like two days ago. No, he. I just read an article. Oh. Dog the Bounty Hunter catches Lowry or whatever. What? His name is. Yeah. Nice. And, I don't think so. Should have just shot him. I'm telling you, I just read it. I don't know. Anyways. We're going to fact check that. But my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we were now. I had a whole point to make. About we were talking about Elon Musk and. Oh, his I, I just don't trust shit. him. And, and if you yeah. if you follow, there's this guy on TikTok who says he's from the future. You watch him. No. And he has he's kind of like a modern day Nostradamus. Okay. He predicted that in the next five years, nine superheroes will arise. The first one will get killed because people won't understand who he is, what he is. Uh huh. They're gonna kill him. But then the the next eight will rise up. So here's what I'm thinking in my brain. All right, so if we're really going to have superheroes rise from out of nothingness or born into superhero and get powered, uh-huh. how the fuck that works? Then you got guys like Elon Musk, clearly supervillains. Oh, yeah, we're going to need Luther. superheroes to fight <laughs> supervillains. Sure wouldn't be Bezos, because I'm pretty sure be- Bezos would be the supervillain. They all are. Like Lex Luthor. They all are. He yeah, looks like a Lex Luthor. They all look like Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah. Elon Musk looks like a robot. Well, he looks like he'd be the one to make the super suits. That's what he looks like. I don't like know. I today. think Elon <laughs> like Musk. Like, he would be like, is... you want a jetpack? You get a jetpack. Oh, yeah, and yeah. now he's a Texan, too. That's what he yeah, y'all. His, his wife and his child, X1498, or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. They're all crazy. I mean, yeah. like I said, I think he would be the one to make the like, super suits. Because he is that autism that. It was Asperger's, but. That just makes him uncomfortable in social situations. But I think Bill Gates looks more like an e- evil oh, yeah. than anyone. I think they're all... Bill Gates looks like the guy from Phantasm, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> jealous that they have a lot of money and they can just have islands of women. Yeah. But 
Outside of that, they're weird. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to be weird to make money. I mean, the, the, well, yeah, I think so. Well, I, well look, why why look, look at all the rich people. Rich. That's a different kind of. I mean, we're creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> we like creeper things. Yeah, horror I don't movies. Know, but if I ever had that kind of money, man, I'd be making jetpacks and rocket boots and, and ray guns and teleporters and that kind yeah. of shit. I'd hire a company well, to figure I, out how to how do you time th- travel. How do you know that they're not working on that? True. They may be, but yeah. I don't think so. I feel like they put all their money into like dick shuttles. <laughs> I know, right? Like, why did they make it look like that? Yeah, it reminds me of like of all the design. It reminds me of Death to Smoochie. Oh yeah, it's fucking money. It's a rocket <laughs> shit. Uh, Doctor Evil's rocket uh, shit. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> look at that huge. <laughs> nuts. Get hey, your nuts. Are you seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, but I. But Elon Musk is so like diversified. Like he's got so much money and so many different things. He's he's doing that. Um, that he's trying to make a whole network service free to everybody uh, he's trying to do satellites to do that um well, I mean, honestly we've been needing that anyway it's only been in the last couple be weeks that i actually have decent fucking internet where i am i still don't have decent internet i can't play call of duty while my children are watching tv it just can't yeah. happen yeah That's, yeah well, this Thanks, is why spectrum. I, I well we know podcasts. my issue with spectrum yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hey, why I'm always those advocating those for physical media and shit because streaming is becoming so prevalent and yet yeah. up until literally two weeks ago I didn't have decent enough internet yeah. to stream wow. anything without having a ma- major fucking data cap, you know. And that's I mean we're talking 2021 here, you know. Jeremy, I, that, like that's I was saying, you earlier, say that I, we just put a clause in our contract for a distribution deal for a sorority. We're not hmm. doing VOD. Wow. Yeah. We're not doing streaming. Dude. Wow. Yeah, it's too easy nice. for someone to snag it. And yep. and get it out there on YouTube. Well, they, we're doing no money they can, in it anyway. Theater and yeah. DVDs only. Well, they can snag it off a DVD. The fuck that. Yeah, they can, but it's gonna take them longer. Yeah. There's no money. I mean, in it's got to come anyways. out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah, they just gotta buy one and then right. they just done. Yeah, but it's a lot. Yeah. It'll take a little longer because we'll be the theater run and then we'll do the DVDs yeah. in a while later. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, the the piracy thing is hurting all of us. Oh, yeah, you know, across the fucking board. I mean, look at Sean Burkett who did "Don't Fuck in the Woods." I mean, "Don't Fuck in the Woods" was the most popular title on IMDb for like for ages. I never even and heard of when, it. Seriously, dude, yeah, I've never, never, never heard of it either. Awesome. I never heard of it, dude. So "Don't Fuck in the Woods" actually, when it was originally released, he sold enough physical copies to more than make his money back, and he didn't sell. I mean, he didn't make it for oh, like, about six thousand dollars or something. What's that? Okay. Yeah, six grand. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Okay. But it was downloaded illegally two million times or something. Wow. Some ridiculously fucking huge number. And if those guys had just paid fifty cents a piece, Sean would yeah. have no and money. That's the fucking problem, man. Is these people don't want to pay that money. They want to download that shit for free. Exactly. Here's something I've never done: downloaded anything for free. That even includes MP3s. Yeah. Right. I don't do it. Nice. I will. Ne- I never did it. Even back in the day when like BitTorrent was around and yeah. LimeWire, all those oh, LimeWire was it? Yeah. Well, I yeah, never LimeWire. Never did that shit, yeah. man. Because I was like, no, you're gonna get caught doing this shit, and you're gonna go to fucking yeah. jail or something. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. But I think the, uh, big, dude, the I bigger actually, problem the over piracy. I had roommates. I had roommates who had used my internet years ago. They downloaded Machete. Oh, and uh, justified season two, and I actually got my internet service revoked because Fox sent a cease and desist letter because my fucking asshole roommates had downloaded Machete and justified season two. And I'm like, well, <laughs> first of all, those are it, 
justified as like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like we had fucking cable that could just watch it anytime they want, you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like Fox can do that shit, but yet nobody else seems to be able to handle that. You know, like clearly they were able to track yeah. that shit because it originated from my house. Now I had to call my internet company and tell them like, look, it was not me. It was my roommates. And they restored my internet like that. But meanwhile, you've got these people who think they're entitled to download, you know, squillions of, of movies and shit. And, you know, a company like Disney can handle that sort of shit. They can handle taking that kind of loss. But us indie guys, we can't. Yeah. We cannot survive that way, you know. I mean, our budgets are getting smaller and smaller and smaller all the time. You know, it's, it's the only industry where the budget's hit a certain level and they just stayed that way even as technology got better where you can make them cheaper and cheaper and we cannot grow beyond that and we can't put our product out and get a return on it because like you said the minute you put it on streaming or anything like it's out there for free and no one wants to pay for it. I'm going to play devil's advocate and I don't think piracy is the biggest issue with indie filmmaking. I think the biggest issue is when you put it on streaming platforms which everybody wants to watch it on streaming you can't make any money on streaming platforms amazon doesn't pay shit hulu doesn't pay shit netflix doesn't pay shit they don't pay anything like amazon i have a movie on amazon i literally get one dollar every quarter no it's it's crazy like you don't make any money and spotify it's the same thing Uh, it's a kind of a circular argument though because um because no one wants to pay for the physical media either. You know, like if you, right. if you but they're sell still, a Blu-ray they're still for paying bucks, for streaming services. People pay for Prime. Not necessarily. People not necessarily. Because I've had, I've had people come to me and say, hey, where can I watch your film? Like, can I see your films on YouTube? And I'm like, well, no, like you can buy it directly from me. You know, I'm sure someone has them up on YouTube. And they, they want to go because they're not paying for YouTube. Right. You know, like you yeah. don't have to. I don't believe you have to pay a membership fee to watch something on Tubi. Either. No, I'm talking about legit pay streaming sites like Amazon and Hulu and Netflix and right. Tubi. You know, Tubi is a free well, that, service. You know, SAG and but they Iatsi, don't pay out. They don't pay no, out. You, you know, SAG and Iatsi went on. We're talking about going on strike because of the mm-hmm. same reason because uh, Hulu and Netflix they don't pay the same rates for cast and crew. As yeah. say Fox does, because Fox is a cable channel, yeah, and Netflix is considered a streaming channel that doesn't need advertising. So their defense is, well, we don't have advertisers; we just have paid memberships. Right. Yeah. So IATSE and SAG right now are in the middle of fighting with these streaming services for better rates because they don't pay their people shit. That being said, Millie Bobby Brown makes three hundred thousand dollars an episode of Stranger Things. So yeah, you tell me who's which not in the grand scheme, correctly. that's really not a lot though. For a grand scheme, I mean, you got to think the Seinfeld cast was making a million dollars an episode. Same thing with Big back Bad. in the day. Big so Bad that was in the eight. Yeah. That was in the late eighties and yeah. early nineties. Yeah. So I mean, she's obviously the biggest star of Stranger Things. Yeah, and to only make that much is kind of yeah. shitty. Well, all right. Um, yeah. She's like 12. I mean, it's great. Okay. Obviously, it's, it's, <laughs> I think she's 18 now. I don't know. Yeah, she's you older now, know. but it's it's still. I mean, I think she should be making more money than that. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because you got to look know. at how like, much people know who she bringing is. in. Like, she's a, yeah. Like, because look at the merchandising for Stranger Things. Like, you yeah, got to wonder same. what kind of cut she. I gets. made one oh, percent exactly. of what she made. Yeah. Look at all the damn. And I had to run and get killed by demi dogs. Yeah. 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 Well, one percent, I think. She makes three hundred thousand. I made three thousand. That's a one percent. 
Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's what I made for a week. I, I got to say, though, I, I literally screamed at my TV when I saw you pop up. I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'd love to do something I think else we all did. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know him at that time. Yeah. I, I, love <laughs> I was like, that guy's I love dead. It <laughs> projects, especially if I yeah. didn't know that they were working on them. I'm like, like I, I've got friends that I work with on, on Pickaxe who they're like out in L.A. now, and they'll pop up on commercials and shit, like nationwide commercials. I'm like, ha, there's Ben. Ha, there's Will. Yeah. I, I love you know? watching fellow actors and people because Ben actually awesome. Ben played Jimmy Kimmel for a segment uh, on the late late show or whatever with Jimmy Kimmel um, like the week he moved to LA I think he wow. actually played a double for Jimmy Kimmel when they had people off the street come in and do a meet and greet uh, with Jimmy but it was my friend Ben instead nice. and wow. that was like the coolest fucking moment like that that guy is in my slasher film and he's on yeah. fucking <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel right now I'm always and he's like, going to be in Hellfire as well. So. I'm always That's like, sweet. where did all the actors go that I used to use? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That one's at Herders. They all got that famous. One's at, not any of mine. <laughs> no? No. But Actually, no. a couple of people. Uh, one of the I'm, girls the one, in, I'm the one in all of those films who've done yeah. become something. Right. One of the main girls in Crazy Lake went on. She's um, in P-Valley, the stars show about the strip right. club in the bayou. She's one main mm-hmm. character. And Does that then, stand for Pussy Valley? Yeah. Yeah. It's about a strip club. And then nice, uh, nice. Marco Del Vecchio was in Crazy Lake. He was in the Camila Cabello Havana video right at the beginning of the soap I love opera. I, I don't know what any of that is. You just they said. did the soap opera the scene Copa at Cabana? the beginning. No, no, the, the singer, uh, Camila Cabello. I don't know who that is. She's hot. That's yeah. all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You know that. And he had a running gig on the Steve Harvey show. Like He's done all kinds of shit yeah, since then. So it's cool. I, I love yeah. seeing people that I've worked with. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know that guy. Yeah, um, Camilla Cabello yeah. Uh, dated MGK. She's with... Uh, that now. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Well, now he's with Megan Fox. But how's that even fucking work? Well, she, she's, a, she's like a silicone everything now. Like, I, she was Megan hot. Fox? Yeah, she was hot when she was also, in Transformers. But. I think Dude, she's that new legally movie she was retarded. In? That new movie she was in is I fucking still badass. Still haven't seen it. It's so the good. The vampire movie? No, she was in um, Till Jennifer's Till Death. Body. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Have you seen that yet, Jeremy? Nope. Till Death? Nope. So nope. fucking good. It's one nah, of the best movies I've seen this year. I don't. I don't. I'm not attracted to her, man. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really now. Like attracted. back in Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Even then, I was just like, this bitch like that. She got her nose done, her lips done, her cheeks meat. done. Like, Joe like, likes oh. meat. Oh. Well, it's not even just that. You gotta have a personality. I like. I like yeah, girls who like very, that yeah. fun and just are like down to earth, not whoever I, the fuck she is or you know what I mean. Yeah, like I feel like, like I liked her in in This Is Forty, but that's because um actually I don't know why I liked her in This Is Forty. I think she was just kind of sleazy and and hot in that. But anything else I've seen, I, I feel like, like if whatever. you sat with her in a room for like five minutes, it would be mind numbing. Quietly, and then was like. So Romans at aqueducts. <laughs> she would just be like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just want someone who can like, you yeah, know, or be like, uh, "Who's your favorite superhero?" You know, hopefully yeah. she'd say something like Moon Knight, but she's not going to say that. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, she's going to no. be like, "I like Spider Guy." <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, I've never seen her in, in – well, I've seen her a couple of interviews. But I saw I, an interview where she called Steven Spielberg a Nazi, <laughs> and that's why she doesn't work on Transformers wow. anymore. Was it? No, oh, it wasn't yeah. Spielberg. It was, yeah, uh, no, she called Spielberg a Nazi. It was on David Letterman. It was um, 
who directed fucking Transformers? Michael Bay. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. But she's yeah. talking about Steven Spielberg because she's working with Spielberg on another project. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's really, I mean, that's a bold... Yeah. She's like, Spielberg's like a Nazi. Because her and Michael Bay... She didn't even know what she was yeah. saying. But then she, then she got invited back to, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Michael Bay, and then... I think well, I guess that healed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she probably came back yeah. and been like, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. As blah, rightfully blah. she should. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Joe, you're fired. Mike. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's up how you the get balls. Jobs. Up the balls. Yeah. You'd be like, get off my dog. Okay, Weinstein. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh. He's got a flat waffle dick, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't even begin to imagine. Isn't it funny how when, when all these pederasts and sexual predators get caught, they're always crippled now? They're just walking around like, oh, I'm so... Bill Cosby did it. Weinstein, he's got a cane now. No, fucking Cosby, Cosby got released and he kept walking out and did his little fucking yeah. like... But when he was going into jail, he looked like he was all like, pathetic and yeah. decrepit. Yeah. Like they're trying to play the sympathy thing and it's not working, you fucking asshole. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's done. He's going to live the rest of his life in this little fucking chateau wherever he lives. Now John Gruden's done. Oh, yeah. John Gruden? Yeah. That? He, um, the old coach of the Raiders. Yeah, what happened yeah. there? Uh, he sent some... Uh, he sent a bunch of emails. It was transphobic and homophobic comments, yeah. I believe. Racist. Yeah, I didn't actually... Yeah, racist. Stuff. Like, back in like, 2011. Yeah. He was sending them to... What no. happened was he sent them to the general, general manager of the Washington Redskins, and... Bruce Allen used to be Gruden's GM when they were with the Bucks, and then now Gruden's in L.A. or Vegas now, and Bruce Allen was with the Redskins, and they're doing a a um, investigation of the Redskins for misconduct, and they were going through all the emails and everything, and they found these emails from Gruden that he yeah, it was sent. like an unrelated thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and they're from how long ago? Two thousand eleven. Ten years. Well, they were from yeah, two thousand eleven. Should not be on, Sorry. On up. I mean, sorry, I, I'm not homophobic or transphobic at all, but but at the I, same time, I, if you put it in fucking writing, you should be held. That's the thing. I'm like, right. why would you put it in print and yeah. send yeah. it somewhere well, where you know it could be especially used? Especially because it was, a, later it was time. an official thing. It was yeah. like well, it's only become thing. a thing in the last year and a half. Well, but look at what James Gunn did when he got fired off Disney, when he got fired off Marvel, and then he went to DC, and then he was like, okay, yeah. we'll let you back. And uh, but it, it yeah. but it, it was a big thing with James Gunn when he got yeah, canceled, and that shit was like 12 years old. Yeah. And I think no. it's, you it should be Twitter. able to, I don't think, everything has a uh, statute of limitations. That should also include tweets from 12 years ago. But I think, I don't think that you, you should necessarily out of be, context, but, but I, think I don't think that something. you should necessarily be punished for saying the thing. I think you should be held accountable for saying the thing. If you, if you're given the chance to apologize and actually prove that you're a changed person, yeah. then I believe rehabilitation is possible, right? I don't think you should just be like, oh, we're going to cancel that guy because he said yeah, right. something. Well, that there, there, look, I, if you dug up stuff from my, from 20 years ago, in my past or 10 years ago in my past, like I said some really wrong shit, but I know I that know. I'm a different person now. Yeah. So if I put it out there and people find it, Absolutely, they should be able to call me on it, but right. I should be able to at least defend myself on it. Yeah, well, right. I think he got caught doing something in 2018, too. I think there's another Yeah, they're, they're from 2011 all the way up to 2018. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely habitual. Like, but it, here's yeah. a, the thing is, is like I don't know if you've ever been around football coaches, but they're yeah, the yeah. nastiest, dirtiest mouth people you've ever oh, yeah. met in your oh, life. Yeah. Like and high school coaches when I was in I high mean, school were fucking yeah. horrible. Oh, I wasn't even a football player. Yeah. They were fucking awful. I had a, a, a coach pull a starter pistol on a kid. 
got his ass fired for it, but as far as I know, there were never any charges. My football coach was also our math teacher. My, my yeah. football coach was my uh, my history teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my baseball like, teacher was my math. And, and then, then he'd, the, bring, and he'd bring that shit to the classroom. Oh, be really? like, you didn't run a mile yesterday. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm in history class right now, or math. So teach me right. math. You didn't teach me running. Uh, but, but yeah. But like I said, James Gunn got forgiven for it. I don't know what you know. But with the Gruden, Gruden thing, done, dude. Yeah. Here's the thing. Everybody's all about. Oh, we got to change. But he made so much know. money though. Like. Like I don't like yeah, especially the think about last all the money he's season. gonna lose. Yeah, well, he had a hundred yeah. million, he had an $80 million contract. Made, contract and yeah, that's gone. His passion gone, like yeah. all for because he can't keep his stupid mouth shut. I mean, yeah, and put well, it, you and don't putting know, it in man, print. That shit, but the, it's different then. It was different. It'd be yeah. like my dad writing a letter to somebody from 1950, and then they're like, he's 69 now, and he said. I don't know something stupid. Well, it's like it's like us say. being punished for be doing teenager shit. Like, yeah. like basically, yeah. like I used to do uh, do coke and smoke weed. Like, so you're gonna punish me now for it? Yeah, now you get arrested <laughs> for it. Yeah. Like, I don't do it now, but I did it then. Yeah. We heard you had a party yeah. in 1985 yeah. where you did cocaine. Come yeah. with us, sir. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like yeah. like what is the statute? What is the, the thing? It's now, not. It, the problem is, is that there's uh, like a whole culture of people who. Find everything unfair. Right. Everything's offensive. Everything's offensive. Yeah. And they want answers, and someone needs to be held accountable because mm-hmm. God's not working anymore. Yeah. They can't hold God yeah. accountable for everything that happens to them. So it's gonna be Bob or Janice or Karen or fucking whoever. Well, well I think it's that if it's if you're still doing that behavior or did it for or like haven't proven that you have changed or like evolved, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the issue. But because like if if I get punished for something back in '85, like. Why the yeah. hell would I like? Why would you punish me now? I do I still do that? No. Yeah. Have I no. done it in forever? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, like it's not like. And that's the thing. Like, you have to be able to prove that you have learned something. And from couldn't it, right? just the defense from any of them be like, well, I made my my uh, grievances, or I, I've come yeah. to my my uh, I've apologized and and confessed mm-hmm. my sins to my yeah, preacher. He, he did a whole press and conference. I I yeah. you know God has forgiven me. Mm-hmm. So society can't say shit. If you if yeah, this is the right. kind of society you live in where where that is the thing, and then you say God forgave me, then yeah. they should have no. But you can't do shit. See, I, I think because right. after the press conference, <laughs> I think like he did everything. He's like, you know, I I I, I, I uh, apologize for that that behavior at the time. Like I, you know, it was yeah. definitely a mistake. Like it's not like like they I don't, still canceled him. Yeah, there was the day after he got he resigned. The day after, well, they probably gave him a nice little pension though. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the problem is, well, he's like, in the union, so he has all, to get a pension. What about all these, all these players? Did any players come to his side and say, yes. "Listen, yeah. I'm uh, kind of split, man." Like, yeah, there was a lot of players that were like yeah. pissed off at him, and then other players were kind of supportive. Yeah. So here's the thing: I don't think he's a racist. I mean, how can you be a head football coach in the NFL and be a racist? Like, yeah, that's, that's just doesn't make sense. It's impossible. Yeah. And then you know he said. Some nasty shit. Yeah, because all your star players are white. Exactly. <laughs> well, his quarterback was Carr. <laughs> but I don't know. It, he that's a joke to everyone shit. out there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You're going to be canceled, canceled tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and that's, okay. I agree. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I think you should be able to apologize and, and move past, you know, as long as you show yeah. that you have changed. But at the same time, I'm not the type of person – like I can't tell somebody when it's good enough, like when their apology is good enough to say that they're forgiven, right? right. 
So I, I, I just tend to not engage in that yeah. type of shit. I just yeah. saw you know? a really, yeah. a really interesting um, article was about Dave Chappelle's new show. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And it said people are all over. It said Dave yeah. Chappelle hasn't been canceled for making white jokes, so let that sink in. And that was yeah. from a black pastor. But Dave Chappelle yeah. makes fun of everybody. So does he? Yeah, he made fun of himself on the show. Yeah. Like it was just. It's, well, I'm just saying it's interesting. It's comedy. Like, yeah. you know, the, the the issue is is that it's not. The point of the article was the fact that it's not, uh, it's not black people canceling white actors and comedians for being racist. It's white people canceling white people because they don't want to look racist. Yeah, it's yeah. a really weird dynamic we have right now in society. It, it's it's almost like you can't even talk to anyone. We need to promote the change the channel thing. We just yeah. just, just change the channel. Yeah. If you don't like it, hey, change the channel. Yeah. That's like yeah. that's literally should be it. Like yeah. my my whole philosophy is, you know, if we're going to make it a better world, we need to focus on our own backyard, right? Yeah. Like we, if as long as we can focus on our little bubble and make changes within our bubble, it can spiral outward. Yes. You know, too many people are are so quick to be like, well, that guy said something uh, racist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever twenty years ago, and that that's just it. Like their their career is over, right? And it's like, well, no. Like, have you looked at the last twenty years of their career and seen if they had that arc? Like, we're yeah. storytellers, right? Like, we we write characters that have arcs, you know. Like, hopefully, yeah. the the character they were in the beginning of the film is not the character they are at the end of the film. Something has changed them right. on yes. a a very deep level. Like, we as humans deserve to have that that growth, that art, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's it's fair for anyone in society to just say, you know what? That guy's canceled just because of some dumb shit they've done. My, you know? A good example is Kathy Griffin. Yeah. When Trump became president, she mm. was very outspoken about how crazy he was. She got yeah. canceled immediately. He almost threw her in federal prison because yeah. of it. Then, like a year later, people are like, yeah, you know, Trump is weird. He's crazy. He's got to get us all yeah. killed. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But Kathy Griffin still suffered all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. She got blackballed out of mm-hmm. Hollywood. Well, now she's back in Hollywood again. Mm-hmm. But that was some bullshit, and all she did was make a joke. Yeah. And I feel like she's the first person who uh, is the example of counterculture. Yeah. Nope, um, that's not it. No, Cancel culture. culture. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Like on the, yeah. the last season of The Bachelor – um, the bachelor was black and the girl that ended up getting chosen at the very end, it had come out that she was at a plantation party like six years ago when she was in college. I guess they, the sorority had a party at a plantation and they dressed all like, you know, in dresses like the plantation owners wives yeah. and stuff. And they tried to cancel her like saying, Oh, she's a racist. And all. I'm like, they did she's on a show too. trying to be, Marry trying to marry man. a black man. Like, how is she racist? Like, yeah. that made no Well, sense I mean, that's me. like, all right, well, then we might as well, like, cancel, like, uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, they have. You know, <laughs> might yeah. as well put a stop yeah. to. They canceled uh, that. They, they canceled Dukes of Hazard. They, they canceled uh, history. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they're canceling history. I know, taking Columbus, come on, he's my hero. Taking down statues and shit. <laughs> like it's, that I don't mind. Sometimes you need an overall facelift. Right. To move forward in life. Personally, I think the, the same dumbass shit going. Robert E. Lee, for example, 
that's that's the wrong thing to teach. Well, yeah, you're actually like, do you feel like the Constitution of the United States of America is outdated? Yes. Oh yeah, it needs to be like updated. It's from well, 1776. Well, there's been amendments. Actually, it's it's built off the uh, um, Mayflower Compact, which was written on the Mayflower where they're on their way over here. The the I wrote a whole. We're following. I, I know this whole nope. thing. Dude. We're following. So uh, yeah, they wrote they wrote a whole uh, agreement called the Mayflower Compact before they even wrote uh, the Constitution of the United States. And the same guys who wrote the Mayflower Compact wrote the Constitution of the United States, with the exception of a few people who've been added on years later. Because when when we arrived, uh, we didn't. I didn't arrive. When they arrived, uh, you know, they were. They were running from religious persecution yeah. from England, but they had come by way of Denmark. I, I I don't know if anyone even understands that like the pilgrims didn't come from England. They came from fucking Denmark. They had been in Denmark for like ten years because the philanthropists out of Europe paid all these people who were being persecuted, these artists and and uh, mathematicians and shit, to leave, and they went to Denmark. And that's where they lived. And then in Denmark, they got all their money to get their ships to go to to find another place to live. Not find America, but find a fucking place to live. And they just happened to crash up at fucking uh, uh, Plymouth. They actually didn't crash at Plymouth Rock. They they, they found another island that was just like five miles off the coast. And that's where they were for a long time. Then they got to Plymouth Rock. Which is where they built their their foundation. Yeah. Uh, but that's all. It, the Constitution is based on all that bullshit. It's right. not yeah. even that was the tyranny they were suffering back then. We have a whole new tyranny yeah. that we need to adju- adjust our yeah. uh, our rights and and um, practices to. So what would happen if they said we're gonna redo the constitution well they wouldn't they would do it piece by piece they would get amendments done they why would, we have amendments yeah, yeah uh, they, they would just like yeah. either change something like they would say, I, I gonna... think the first like four are really good the right to freedom of speech yeah. i think anybody should be able to say whatever the fuck they want to say to anybody right. whenever they want to say yep it, and get because... canceled for it no no well, <laughs> it, it says you're free to say what you want but you're not free of the, the, the you're not, not free of the consequences the consequences right. yeah yeah so the right to bear arms because without uh, uh weapons as a society you leave yourself vulnerable not only to uh, foreign aggressors but um, domestic ones as well, and that even says it in the thing, in the Constitution. You and then well, uh, do, well, don't get me wrong. I I'm all for you know like I I've got guns, so like I'm yeah, saying like like I don't think everyone should be able to like I, there has to be like the like the, I think the, the rules of practice. getting one needs to be changed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I you know I also think that like. The criminal levels of things that we uh, persecute people for, like let's say 1981, uh, mm-hmm. you went to jail for 10 years for marijuana. Yeah. What? Well, that's bullshit. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, meanwhile, yeah. pedophiles get like two years. Yeah. Oh, you had sex with an eight-year-old. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, you you have an ounce of weed on you. Life. <laughs> like, well, that, yeah. that, that was the whole war on drugs for yeah. Reagan. I don't yeah. know Nixon, yeah. which is a good. He, anyways, he's an asshole too. Well, yeah, um, but you know, like I said, the whole bare arms. Like I, I think it needs to be more strict. I think it, like definitely no, no. Like majority of our shootings are by people Chicago. who, 
Oh yeah, well, well Chicago. <laughs> but most of their guns they get from other states because they're so easy to get. Like from like mm-hmm. Chicago's. So they bring them over from other states and legally. And the thing is, they sell them to the thing is, criminals are gonna get them. Well, Whether yeah. they get them legally or not, they're gonna get them. Well, and yeah. There's really nothing you can do about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that you know we definitely need you know more strict background checks. I think if you live in Chicago, mental you checks. Expect to be a gangster. Well, no, I know a lot of people in Chicago. I know a lot of people. Me too. They're all gangsters. And another big problem is like you know you hear about a guy killing another person and they get arrested and oh this guy's had 18 felonies on his record and And like why is he even out of jail with 18 felonies? Like are you kidding? We got and he probably bought the gun legally too. We got hit by a guy uh, like two months ago, drunk driver. It was a second DUI. Yeah. How are you allowed to have a second one? Yeah. I think your first one, your license is gone. You yeah. don't have the capacity to understand that you can't drink and drive the first time. Right. Out. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to do it again. Yeah. Because you know what happens? Yeah. You fucking do it again. Yeah. I have yep. children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't cut the paper. They get scissors. They're going to cut the paper again. That's what happens. Take yeah. the scissors away. Same thing Not with the crayons fucking, on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't yeah. do that. Magic eraser. <laughs> again, that comes back to what I was saying about worrying about your own backyard. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I thought you meant me personally because I was like, yeah, it's a mess. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mow your yard. Yeah. No, yeah, mow you. your goddamn lawn. I have yeah. a guy who mows my yard because my 15-year-old won't do it, and I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the 15-year-old's for. Yeah. yeah well, dude, if you do my 15-year-old, he can't do anything. <laughs> I love him, but he's, um, he's, uh, you know, he's like the square peg trying to get in the round hole. Yeah. Just his whole mentality is like, yeah, just... Uh, he came out of the yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my first jobs. I tried. Kid. To like teach I was an actual him. landscaper. I tried to teach him. I was like, "This is how you mow, like straight lines, yeah. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth." Yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, doesn't happen. Then I was like, "It's too hot," and I'm over forty. I'm not mowing the yard anymore. <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. I did that shit when I was a kid. I, don't I can barely put my golf. fucking shoes on. I don't have a lawn, but if I, I ever get a lawn, I wear Velcro shoes so I don't have to tie them. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing fucking sandals. <laughs> You're barefoot. Sucks. Yeah. Well, Tony, Tony supposed, doesn't allow shoes. Anymore. Yeah, we're not supposed to wear we shoes. We should probably get now. back How to Jeremy. Yeah. He's wearing late. shoes. I'm wearing shoes. Uh, no, also, <laughs> notice late. I don't have a hoodie on and I'm wearing pants. I know. I was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's 9,000 degrees outside and he's wearing a hoodie. Not and anymore. Now it's a little cooler. You guys beat me into the ground now. It's a little cooling off a little bit. He's been hoodie shamed. Yeah. Well, the zipper on my hoodie. Jason hoodie broke, if you must know. Oh, that sucks. So I can't Aww. wear it anymore. Oh, I haven't even seen you. Man. So that concert I was supposed to go to, they canceled the whole event 30 minutes before the gates opened. Wow. Because the grounds were too wet. I'm like, have you ever been to a rock concert This before? is the problem with society <laughs> like, these days. Mud? It's guys, why like you canceled us, it? it's guys like us who are running shit now who are just so fucking tired. That we don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. And they're like, yo, can we cancel this yet? No, man. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's stopped raining. Yeah, but the ground's wet. Good idea. Cancel it. I'm going to go eat a hot pocket. Meanwhile, Nine Inch Nails at Woodstock 94 was like an infamous mud. I know, right? Yeah. Remember they used to do, uh, they used to do uh, what was that show 98 Rock used to put on? Lollapalooza? Well, um, no, it was... Um, Meet the Rockers? I like the Vans tour. Um, <laughs> Damn, it was some. It, they used to have it out in a big field out in yeah, Zephyr uh, Hills. I remember a girl wanted me to go. And it was like mud fest every oh, yeah, year. Like it was crazy. See, I don't like mud. And yeah, uh, I can't do that. and uh, 
Warp Tour, they were always in mud, like, and that's why they canceled the show. Why? Luckily, because they said the grounds were too soft, and they were afraid people were going to get hurt. I'm like, it's a fucking yeah, rock fuck concert. It. People are going to be moshing. I was at a Pantera yeah. concert, and I saw a guy get a Crowd tattoo diving. ripped off. This <laughs> <laughs> tattoo got ripped off. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Luckily, we weren't going. I got kicked we in the face going. and had my glasses broken out of fucking pit with a strapping young lad years ago. This really, really hot chick with like these gigantic Doc Martens was crowd surfing and just fall off. Was she thrown at you? Because that was me. Nailed me right in the face. I was at a a White Zombie concert and this cute little girl come diving out and she's coming right at me. And I just, I remember I grabbed her by her waist and I was like, Wee! And she went ass over elbows and hit like six people. And I turned around, I was like, "Sorry." And they're all like, "Yeah!" And guys bleeding and shit. The girls oh, on the ground. It's so much adrenaline. I miss yeah. mosh pits. Those were, those were great. Oh, yeah. I don't say, miss the mosh pits. I do. I, I got so much aggression out of those. I felt like that was like uh, a, a very like barbaric gladiator way of enjoying the music oh, that I like is. to listen to while I drive. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I going to get all crazy in this pit when I really just yeah. want to drive and listen to the music? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I get right up by the speaker and I just sit there and watch and then everyone's like bouncing into me and occasionally I just fucking elbow somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I never got in the pit. Well, if you, well, you know, I, for a minute, you know, you get in there. I feel like, like a nice little two-step. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> little round. I never house. actually like willingly went in a mosh pit at a concert. The only time I ever actually did any moshing was at like a school dance. Oh, really? That's how, yeah. 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 Like, dude, I do not school. like. What were you playing? Getting, what were they playing at the school dance to make you mosh dude, pit? Okay, so <laughs> Johnny we, be good. Smell actually like smells like Teen Spirit and Group really? Assault and like shit that was like kind of Group on assault, that man. edge. Especially growing up in a small town, like everybody thought that was like heavy music you know and i was like okay it's aggressive and whatnot it's loud but it's not it's not metal like yeah. i'd want to get in there and be like hey can we play some cannibal corpse like birds and <laughs> you know, <laughs> entrails written yeah. with birds and they're like yeah. yeah that's not gonna fly at a, at a school hey, function guys, jesus like, spilt right. my hot rod ministry i went to well, ministry i saw ministry, yeah, I saw ministry. Yeah. that was fucking crazy yeah, dude you, you I, know I just like enjoying the shows though i just want to sit yeah, back and right. watch I, I can watch the chaos i'm that's what i saw it was ministry and pentagon you know what was fucked up like the at my school dance they, they played pumped up kicks and if I love you, that song. yeah do, do you how see how bad taste that is <laughs> yeah um you know what that song is about right it's yeah. about school shootings. Yeah, it's about a school yeah. shooting. It was about a uh, uh, Columbine. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, they played it in our school dance. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, thanks well, to kill that know, movie. Man, well, they know. thought it was a bop. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah, bop. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's catchy. Oh, hey, what are the kids kicks? listening to these right. days? Yeah, I was like, yeah, no. Death in our schools, yeah, shooting uh, people in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. So I didn't get to see Wu-Tang. Sucked. Yeah, I didn't even see, you sent me that list. They weren't even on the list you sent. No, they were called the Legends of Wu Tang. It was uh, Method Man, Red Man, oh. Ghostface Killer, Raekwon. What were they playing? And one of the other ones. And um, it was in Orlando. Luckily, I, we were going only going Saturday and Sunday, and it was Did you already pay Thursday, for those Friday. Tickets? Yeah, and uh, so that's the best part is, so after they canceled the show, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what the hell? So. They sent the next day. They're like, oh, we're going to let you know about refunds and whatever. So they send me a form 
and it says click the link if you want a refund of your money and click this link if you want tickets for next year. I'm like, yeah, I want tickets for next year. So yeah. I click the refund thing and they say the the form will be active till November 1st. So you got to fill it out before November 1st. And then you will get your money 14 days after the deadline. So I got to wait till the middle of November to get a refund. Yeah, because they probably spent that money. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I started thinking, I'm like, all right, so the tickets were like 100 bucks per day. And say you had 50,000 people. That's $5 million that yeah. they're holding. They're not, though, because you have to give an advance to the, the, the bands for That's sure. Right. And gave, the venue. No. Yeah, for sure they gave money already to, like, Wu-Tang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those yeah. guys got 50 grand easy without even showing up. Yeah. You know? Like I said, the I venue. Mean, I had to do that shit with Hank, man. We paid fucking Luke Goss 60 grand ahead of time. He never even fucking stepped foot on set. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot of yeah, you know, just to get them booked for the show, you have to put like yeah. a, a deposit fee on it. Oh, and, and My then their agent to Luke Goss. So apparently it was the it was the <laughs> a play, apparently it was the fairgrounds that shut them down. Like they were fighting with them to not shut the concert down. Yeah. I mean, they had like six stages and the night before Thursday, they had performed on one of the other stages. So they were going to like rearrange the sets and put them on different stages and stuff. And the fairgrounds was like, nope. What the fuck? Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Oh, so old white people running the fairgrounds. Cool. What? I don't know. That's what I feel like. <laughs> old white people run the fairgrounds, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they just ruined everything. Yeah. That's some bullshit. So. You think they would have canceled a white McIntyre concert? McIntyre or uh, McGraw? McGraw. Right. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> I'm gonna boot scoot and boogie my fucking way out of here. So, Jeremy, what are you working on now? I know. Glad we got to talk about your movie. Yeah, no, no. Jesus, we didn't even talk about him. This All right, been the most political. Twenty minutes just, just for you, I've sir. <laughs> like I said, it, it no. goes wherever it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about my penis. No, uh, right now I'm in. Like I said, I'm in pre-production on uh, an action movie called Hellfire. We start filming in mid-January, actually on Carpenter's birthday because it's important to me. Awesome. Um, and uh, I yeah, love the Carpenters. Karen, oh, yeah, I'm, Karen I'm Carpenter, a huge Karen Carpenter man. And yeah, like, why do birds suddenly appear every time you... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're in pre-production on that right now. I'm actually doing the scheduling and having to do the square pegs and round holes. Nice. Trying to fit the Tetris pieces together. And, oh, yeah. You What's know, your, uh, do you, can you discuss your budget for this? Um, micro. <laughs> I mean, we raised... What's uh, the action part? Yeah, we we raised about thirty on Indiegogo, uh, which after fees and everything, it's you know, there's a chunk taken out of that. Yeah, it's like twenty when all is yeah. said and done. And then I'm putting in some money. We've got some private investors putting in a little stuff. And um, yeah, we're uh, we're starting filming in January. I've Are got, you gonna have Joel Weinkoop uh, as your star? No. Well, you know what? I he and I have talked about doing some stuff, but we haven't actually settled on anything yet. Um, but we got Ronnie Jonah. Uh, Jason Crow, Kate Phoenix, uh, who I'm sure you guys are familiar with. I don't know any of these people. Yep. Florida. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. Um, who are these people? Well, we have the screen queen legend herself, Frank Stevens, um, coming in um, to do a couple of days who? on our little Brink Stevens. Oh, yeah. I know Brink. Huge screen queen nerd, of course. Yeah, um, Alice Winkler just joined the cast as well. She's from like Space Space from Outer Space and. Scott Shermer is the bad man, and 
uh, since, you know, we've got a lot of indie Scott you know, kind of stalwarts. No, actually, I don't. What is Scott doing these days? Because I like know. I see him pop up on Facebook every now and then, but he hasn't made a movie since The Bad Man, I think, which was like 2018. Yeah. Um, Fucking Found, man. Yeah, dude, Found is so good. Is actually, so good. for me, my favorite Scott Shermer film is Harvest Lake. Yeah. Um, it kind of Jason kinda a little too weird for me. Like some of his you know movies what? get a little. It's odd. funny. Um, you like, think being a, a sleaze fan that Space Space from Outer Space would be like my favorite of those what those guys have put out, mm. but Harvest Lake is I just think fucking great. I mean Ellie Church in it, Jason Crow, um, Tristan Risk. Uh, you know I just I I love that weird Lovecraftian. Right. Plus it's like super fucking sexual and yeah. uh, and See, I'm like not, that's uncomfortably out of sexual. Guy out of my range he doesn't like sex yeah. I, I need i'm very simple i need simple <laughs> plots like like i can't you know, like like i i kind of range all over the place like i love the artsy fartsy stuff but i also love yeah. like andy sedaris films like hard ticket to hawaii is one of my favorites mm. you know you saying andy um, sedaris and i think of jason sudeikis <laughs> and then i yeah. think of uh sedaris who's the author mm. oh so, yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, dude, I'm sorry. I'm all about Andy Sedaris though, man. I don't like know he, who that is. I feel like I he, don't know fuck anything. Dude, Andy Sedaris did Hard Ticket to Hawaii. He did the Twelve Lethal Ladies films, as they call them. They were like late '80s, early '90s, yeah, see, uh, like softcore so Playboy like playmates. Like Julie Strain was in a bunch of them. Oh, okay. Like that is like that was the shit that I rented. Like that stuff and like you know super low budget slasher films and whatnot. Like those were the two genres that I kind of cut my teeth on was the action exploitation films of like Andy Sedaris and, and then, you know, slasher movies, uh, super low budget, cheesy horror. Yeah. And so we're just kind of combining, you know, it's a very splattery action packed, very, very, very fucking sleazy film. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Well, you said Sean, Sean Donahue, uh, yeah. wrote it or something. So right? said Sean, well, I was yeah. like, Oh, Sean Sean came up with the original story and, and Andrew Andrew Allen wrote the, wrote the screenplay and then um, Sean took one look at it and was like, dude, this is way bigger than than what we're used to. Um, so let's let's get somebody who who really wants to kind of like sink their teeth into something and, and go and raise the money for it. And so I got you know I optioned the script uh, about a year ago and kind of did my own pass on it. The you know change some stuff because of like locations and reduce some of the characters and combine characters and stuff. And so it's still very much the same story. It's still very much Sean and Andrew's story, but I just kind of did it to where, you know, the stuff that I can get access to. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's a very, it's very sleazy. Um, I, I toned it down a tiny Sean tiny had an bit. idea for a sleazy movie. No way. I know, right? <laughs> Does he have any other kind of movie? The King of Sleaze. No. Well, and it's funny because like that, like Gatorblade Films is like one of my favorite, you know, indie imprints. You know, like um, like the Desperate Service movies and uh, and Delta Delta Die and uh, or not Delta Delta Die. That's a die, die, Rink Stevens Tiffany Shippers. Yeah, Die Die Delta Pie is the Sean Donahue one. Yeah. Um, but I it's always I Sean really Donahue. Like, it's never Sean Donahue and Chris Leto. It's always who's Chris Leto. It's a Sean Donahue film. Who's Chris Leto? Yeah. I know. I have no fucking part of any of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm the one that does all the fucking work. I'm the one that shoots oh, it, really? edits it, okay. cast it, 
Like, and then he gets all the credit. Hey, Chris, what, what, what's what's fucking what, hilarious? Chris, what's with all this well, me, it, me, it, me shit? It comes down to the, you know, what is the credit? Now you know how I feel about 100 tears. Now you know how I feel about 100 tears. Because someone else gets all the credit for it, yet I did all the work. Sean's the brand. I do all the work. Yeah. All he does is show up. To me... To me, the proof is in the pudding. I like pudding. those who who continue to work, and those who do not continue to work. It shows yeah. you that like what you like oh, all oh. the work that you did, me specifically, hundred tears. And now yeah. that I continue to do all of the work, I'm still making movies. Hey, I'm gonna right. remember yeah. that when uh, I start shooting uh, <laughs> shooting for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll remember. I'll do all the work again while I'm shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm I'll be acting in it. Uh huh. It's my show. <laughs> Do you watch Thirty Rock? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. The the never watched it. No. Um, Jane Krasinski's character. Did Uh, you see Naked Cannibal Campers? Jeremy. Yes, I did. Actually, that's one of my favorites of the uh, the whole Gator Blade. You know the guy sitting on with the black hat over there and the blue shirt is the one who got his head cut off at the end. Yeah. 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 I wasn't in it. I was surrounded by boobs. He said, "All right, Tony, put your head right here, and yep. sushi's yeah. gonna crouch down right naked over you. your face." And my hand is actually in. <laughs> if you look, my hand is like right, like almost fisting her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then sushi takes the cleaver and whack. Yes. Just and Tony's head's yeah. been in two other movies, and it's gonna be in a well, no, well, one other movie. movie. You were in Zed's Dead. Yeah, well, that's one other movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. So naked cam cameras and Zed's Dead. Well, you were gonna be yeah. in naked camera cameras too, Dude, but well, my head. Yeah. Well, that's not happening now. So. Yeah. Well, my head was gonna be in it. You guys, it's just such you a guys, bummer, man. you guys, uh, I really feel that that one was kind of wind off of right off of Facebook. I feel like all that happened with that was it didn't meet its goals in like the first day, and then it just became a fucking complaint department. A complaint department? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, my personal opinion is that. Someone complained way too much at the very beginning, and it lost its fire because they couldn't stop bitching about how it wasn't doing great. Who was that? Me? No. Sean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because it was like, well, thought we were going to do it. It's only thing. got three weeks yeah. left, and it's just never going to happen. And it's yeah. like, dude, Sean stop is a, fucking talking like that. Sean is dude, very just let negative. It do its thing, yeah. man. Sean's very negative about stop everything. I try to like, about it. I try to get him out of that, but yeah. he's a negative Nancy and I think that's that's something that people don't really address too with indie filmmakers because you have to stay yeah behind your project even if it's not going the way you want it. And here's the thing, I don't too much. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, buddy. I don't. Sean wasn't. Sean's kind of wanting to dip away a little bit and not make stuff because he's just frustrated with everything. Yeah. He should probably take a break, man. He's in school and. He's trying Project. to finish school and doing all this other stuff. And I'm like at a point where I'm wanting to make stuff. Yeah. And man. Yeah. So I'm trying Dude, to like kick him in the He doesn't have any ass. kids, right? Yeah. No. Dog. Okay. I got no three girlfriend, kids. No kids. Nothing. I got three got kids. Dogs. I got one on the way. And I yeah. bust my ass every day to yep. raise money yep. to make my yeah. movies. I don't want to hear about it. I'd love to not. Right. No. Let me take this. Let me stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop did. right there. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And he did. I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, we're trying to like fund a new movie, right? Yeah, I know. Well, no. What I was saying is, I'd love to just be me and sit around all day and only have time to do that shit. Yeah. Instead, yeah. I gotta wake up at fucking five, get my kid up, get him off to high school. Yeah. Then I gotta get my daughters off to elementary school. Then I get I get to come home and get to do all my shit until it's time to go get them 
or whatever the fuck I have to do. The point yeah. is, is that you have to take it all in stride. You can't bitch about what's not succeeding because yeah. it's only going to make everyone else who sees you bitching about it yep. just not want to do anything with it. Yeah. You have to talk that shit up. Even if it's failing, you have to talk yep. it up because you don't know the last second someone might be like, yeah, dude, this really does look like a good idea. Let me throw fucking yeah. ten grand at this thing. All right. Well, Instead of like, oh, part this of guy the, just bitches about everything. A big part of the problem was we we and got. And you know that's going to overflow on the set. Right. The thing is, is like we know that we can make. She heard me. We know we can make six thousand dollars on our Indiegogo, yeah. like with our eyes closed. Um, yeah. And we attached Felissa Rose on the project to be, and we were going to make it for ten grand. And we thought having her on board yeah. with her following would help us reach our goal. And yeah. Unfortunately, and I'm sure it gave it a bump. No, but it wasn't. It did enough. Unfortunately, yeah. she she kind of vanished and didn't yeah. really promote it at all. And yeah, it was disappointing right now, too. It was disappointing for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we, we had a we thought we had a really cool script and an idea and we had some new girls and you know we were pretty excited to make it and then it just didn't happen. And well, yeah, I know Kate Kate Phoenix and I. You've had her on the show, right? No, Kate? she hasn't been on the show yet. No, we haven't had Kate. We had uh, oh, we, we had Kate's Sushi and awesome. uh, Indica. On the show. Well, well, Kate, Kate and I were talking a bit about it, you know, and she was like really, really fucking bummed because you know she loves working with Sean and you guys, and you know, so she yeah, was like, fun, yeah, man. it just it sucks that it's it's not hitting its goal. And I guess you know she saw what we were able to do with Hellfire and say like, you know, well, how did you do it? And I'm like, well, I kind of got to, you got to hustle. You got right. to you be a, a salesman. You have got to be on constantly. And I'll admit, like it fucking drained me to constantly be right. going on Facebook. And you also have to be very strategic with it too. Like you can't just go and post 300 times a day because Facebook will actually fuck with your algorithm. Right. You have to post like once and be very targeted with your words and talk about free stuff and, yep. and this, that, and the other. And you know, Sean, when we, when we launched the Hellfire campaign, he called me up. It's like, how are you able to do this? You know, so quickly. And I'm like, look, I like, I have my goal in mind. And I know what we're putting out publicly and what we're putting out publicly is actually way less than I want. Um, and that actually helped us out because we hit that goal even quicker. And that put us in front of a lot more people on Indiegogo and in their newsletter and all that sort of stuff. So we started getting traction. I mean, we had a lot of people that had nothing to do with us on Facebook that saw us just on the Indiegogo. And they were like, you know what? I'll take a chance. Here's 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. And then you just keep rolling that on. Then you go back to people that jumped on quicker and you say, hey, uh, you know, I've got this perk that I'm not releasing publicly. Like, do you want first crack at it? Right. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go back to the coffer and, and put a little more money in, you know. And you just you've got to be a used car salesman. I mean, there's right. a part of me that feels a bit dirty about doing that. But it, if you're not willing to sacrifice everything for your projects, mm -hmm. What are you doing it for, right? right? Like you have got to be out there and hitting those bricks, and you've got to shake the babies and kiss the hands, right. you know, as I like to say. You literally take those babies and just fucking shake until the, the shit money out falls out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like a pinata, right? Yeah. You just smack them right. until yeah. And back to the um, point, like Sean again. Sean gets all the credit, so he's the yeah. brand, and he's got yeah. the following, and he's got all yeah. the fans that donate the money to every Indiegogo we do, and. Yeah. I don't – I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible at raising money. I'm good at oh, going to a person like a doctor and say, hey, I'm making a movie. 
would you like to yeah. invest? Blah, blah blah. And then they give me money. I, I'm good. I'm okay at that. See, I but suck like at that stuff. Doing Indiegogos and shit. I'm I'm terrible. Like I don't like yeah. posting shit. I don't like messaging people all the time. Like yeah. it's just annoying to me. So. You know, our, our problem is that Sean has a fan base of X amount of people, and we're trying to expand that fan base yeah. from 500 people to like 10,000 people. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a there's an interest in that type of movie that he makes. Yeah. And yeah. um, you know, we're trying. Well, that's why I wanted to jump. We on need Hellfire. to tap that. Like we need. That's to why tap I wanted that. to jump on Hellfire because Sean was like, "Look, what I see for this film is is bigger than what we typically do." Hmm. And I said, "Well." I have a little bit of a name, and it's it's a minor name. I know that, but I wanted to tap into that Gatorblade fan base and also my fan base and expand the both of them so that we can actually elevate each other's brands. Yeah, right. you know, because Sean has got the self distribution thing down pat, and that's something that I'm still learning. You know, so I'm like, okay, if I can kind of get in with Sean and we can make a movie together, and then we can kind of both pump up with what Sean knows and what, with what I know. We can, you know, elevate first week of winter as well as as Gator Blade, and so that's why I was really excited to jump on Hellfire because I mean, quite frankly, with what we've raised, uh, you know, on Hellfire so far, I could have gone and done my own movie, but I would not have the backing of the Gator Blade name, mm. and I wouldn't have that fan base that I can kind of cater to, but also broaden that audience right you know jeremy so where that, are you are you in texas yes i'm yeah. just about an hour north of houston a tiny yeah, okay. little pissant town yeah yeah um i call myself uh, a houston filmmaker but the houston um they press won't, they won't have you know you. not the actual paper houston press but the houston you know press junkets whatever they don't want to consider me a houston filmmaker because i don't actually live in houston do you think it's because um, you don't live in houston or because of the content well, because we made sweatshop in Houston, and and it was the same kind of deal. Of, but everybody was proud to say that sweatshop was a Houston film, and that you know um, Mel House, you know, is a Houston filmmaker, and Josh Vargas, and all of these guys make similar content. Is Mel House still um, making movies? Yeah, um, he and I are no longer affiliated with one another, but he just made a film called Mystery Spot that had its premiere at. at Fright Fest, I think, over in England. Um, like, I kind of keep tabs on a few of those guys, but we really don't run in the same circles anymore, you know? I, I mean, we're all working on our own projects at this point. And, um, but yeah, Houston, for whatever reason, I'm kind of like the bastard child. Like, I make my movies in Houston because... Welcome to Tampa. I, yeah. <laughs> that's, how I feel. Right? that's how I feel here, yeah. man. I feel yeah. like no one, like... As hard as I, I, I work, I feel like I'm still not accepted in the circles by anyone. And I, you know what? And I'm fine with not being accepted because yeah. the way the, the philosophy I have about it is, okay, you guys go have your playground. or You guys have your little sandbox. I want the fucking playground. You know, like I, I have bigger aspirations than just yeah, being too. a Houston filmmaker. And that's why the Gator Blade thing was so attractive to me because, you know, um, I, I wanted to make a Gator Blade film before Hellfire came along. I have got this script that I've been wanting to do for a while called Cannibal Call Girls from Hell. And the idea was to go and make, you know, take six days and, and four or five people and, and a couple grand and just make this really sleazy, cheesy movie. And then I was going to go to Sean and be like, hey, I've got this film. Because um, he, had, he had contacted me years ago about distribution for Pickaxe. And we just never worked a deal. I mean, part of the thing was Pickaxe was a 
very large budget compared to uh, what we're doing with, with Hellfire. Um, and even that, Pickaxe was not a huge budgeted film. Um, but, you know, I said, well, okay, this is my opportunity to take my brand and expand beyond the borders of, of just being a Texas or a Houston based filmmaker. I mean, I'm still shooting everything here um, with mostly within, you know, a, a couple hour radius of, of Houston. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still call myself a Texploitation flick maker because I am Texas born, Texas bred, God damn it, I'll be Texas dead. But I don't really want to pigeonhole myself and say I am strictly this area. Yeah. You know, um, I'll make my movies here, but I have designs on all these different, you know, places. And that was one reason why I went to Tampa Bay Screams uh, when, you know, when COVID was kind of starting to dissipate and everything. Like I went and no one knew my brand. No one knew First Week of Winter Films. And I was like, well, that's why I'm doing this. Like I have these movies that I can sell that I've either worked on or directed or, or what, have, what have you. But it's important to get that word out because when, when Pickaxe first came out in 2019, the next thing I did was book myself at a show every single month of 2020. And we all know how that went. Yeah. So I was not able to go and capitalize on that. And then when Sean came to me in, in the summer of last year, I was like, you know what? This is my chance. Like if I can't go to all these different conventions and pimp my brand out, I need to team up with another brand and elevate the both of them. And so we, you know, film in January. Um, it's the first time I'll actually be able to film almost completely straight for three weeks, uh, taking time off from the day job. And, and what are going you, are and you doing like five on and two off? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like four on one off and then five on two off. And it's cause you know, some out of town actors are like, okay, I can really come in between Thursday and Tuesday. Oh, I, I can't really do earlier. And I hate yeah, scheduling I mean, actors. It's just on a low budget. It, cause yeah, you always sucks. run that percentage where they're not yeah. going to show. But yeah, I mean, there is that. Um, that th that's yeah. also why I went with yep. people that I know work pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah Jason, bro. That's what I try to do. I try to use the same people yeah. I know are going to show up. Right. And, and you know, and we've got a lot of really cool local actors here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, a lot of them do have the day job situation, of course. Um, but if they don't have the day job, they may have problems with the content. Like I, when we were auditioning people for pickaxe, there were, there were times, I mean, there was a couple of scenes that actually didn't even make it in the movie. I flat out had people flat out refuse to even audition for it. Not because of the sex or the nudity or the gore. There was literally a joke about incest in this <laughs> one scene. And I got so many people saying, fuck you. I'll never audition. for It's that. called acting. Jeez. Right. Like, and it wasn't even like, I'll okay, my sister if it's acting. <laughs> see, it, it was one of those situations where these two just people getting, were broke just down. Getting Judy Marianne Dixie in. <laughs> these two people were, were broke down on the side of the road and they were near the woods and they were like, well, we're not going anywhere tonight. Let's go out and fuck. So they go out and they fuck. And when they're done, he says something about like, you know, if you didn't give head as good as mama, I, I would have left your ass or some shit like that. That's she was, well, if you weren't my brother. That's like, what they wouldn't audition Dude, for. Shelby Everybody, McIntyre would have fucking yeah. knocked that out of the park. I know. I know. But there was something about this pool of, of actors Jeez. that 
they just they had a real problem with that type Texas, of line. Texas, they're all that They've all said it probably in real life. It's just <laughs> it's just everything, man. You know they they're having a problem now. There's a petition going around that they want the the new Halloween Michael Myers kills firefighters or something. Yeah. And they're wanting to have him cut that. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? It's, it's Michael a movie. Fucking Myers. It's a movie. He's yeah, not Myers really killing firefighters. Like, yeah, and it's unbelievable how ridiculous. I I take a, a I take major fucking problem with it's the it's the cancel culture thing again, right? It's it's like okay, well you can't have this pedophile character in this movie. It's like well wait a minute, I'm not supporting or endorsing pedophilia. Right. I'm a writing a story about a horrible fucking character. You know, and also I think that's why I find it so funny when people love Devil's Rejects. And it's like you do realize the heroes of the piece are the actually the villains, right? And vice versa, because these are despicable people doing despicable things, and you feel sorry for them, and that should make you feel dirty, right? And that's the sign <laughs> of a good story, yeah. Because he made you empathize with the bad guys, yep. Right, and that's I think people have this fear that you're going oh like. The Michael Myers thing is like, oh well, he's killing firefighters. Well, therefore, the filmmakers must endorse right. murdering so filmmakers. Like, no, they're writing a story about an, a horrible fucking character doing horrible fucking things to innocent people. Yep, that's oh, a yeah. story. It's a horror movie for fuck's sake. And if right. they don't like it, don't watch don't it. Watch it. Exactly. Don't watch it. Exactly. Exactly. Change the channel, like you were saying. Exactly. Oh, change change, change channel. the channel. Nobody's like, making you watch this. I, I, yeah. I just don't. I don't get it. Now people think are so self-involved that they're like, "Oh, I don't like that." Well, I don't watch that, so uh, you know what? Mm. I, I'm gonna Ooh. try to cancel it. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Other people yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Other people like enjoy that type of cinema. Too worried about their well, own and, opinion. And people can't separate the art from the artist so many exactly. times. Like right. my very first film, my very first feature. Um, I had a scene where a Baptist preacher was speaking about the evils of homosexuality. And that is not my take on it whatsoever. Yeah. That is what I grew up with because I grew up in a small town where it was very religious. And if you were the other, you were somehow yeah. evil. You were possessed by the devil or whatever, whatever scapegoat they came up with at the time. And I, try, I had to explain to people, like, that's not my viewpoint. That's this very close-minded character's viewpoint, and that's not someone to, you know, um, to emulate. That is, I'm not endorsing what that person says or does in the slightest. But right. I am writing a story. I have to serve the story, yep. and I'm writing a story about small-town judgmental religious types. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be those people in my story that are very homophobic and transphobic, and you know whatever the case may be. Meanwhile, they've got the skeletons in their closet as well. Cause I knew all those sure. people were fucking hypocrites, yep. you know, but again, I had to write characters that did despicable things. That doesn't mean that I endorse that in the slightest. Right. But totally. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. Thank you. I had to piss so bad. Dude. I drank an entire, yeah. Thing of I'm feeling that too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It felt so good though. If you had a top five movies that that you think that people have not seen, what would it be, Jeremy? Because I think we're gonna bring back that series coming up. I top think five top... movies that people haven't seen. Yeah. Um, movies that you know, because I always name some so that, that that Chris 
doesn't like because he doesn't like that artsy fartsy stuff. But yeah. he's always gives me like the clear cut. Oh, he's the killer. He killed that person. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. He likes that. <laughs> I, I, Joe hasn't been involved in this one, but he will be in the next. The next. Well, one. you know, for me, one movie that I always tell people like if they want to know my sensibilities. Yeah. Um, is Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Like that movie is so ridiculous and so cheesy and so really like badly acted and kind of badly directed, but there's a weird charm about it. I mean, the skateboard assassin scene alone, like <laughs> if you guys do not know hard ticket to Hawaii, yeah, it is your mission to see it. It is, is there is a, there's a giant Python snake that I'm, has can't watch been, it. can't watch it. it <laughs> okay. It's a fake snake as fuck. It is a puppet, but <laughs> still can't it is, it is toxic because it's been infected by toxins from cancer-infected rats. Okay. How that makes any sense, I don't know. But there's also a skateboard assassin scene where this dude is literally riding down the street on a skateboard with what looks like a BB gun, and it's actually like a snake gun. Um, but he's holding a an inflatable sex doll, and he fires at, the, at two of the heroes, who then take a fucking bazooka and... Hit him with their jeep. He flies up in the air. They shoot him out of the air with the bazooka, and then turn around and shoot the inflatable doll. <laughs> it is fucking bonkers. It is absolutely genius, and I tell everybody <laughs> to watch it. And that is one hundred percent. What's that called? Hard ticket. ticket to Hawaii. Hard ticket to Hawaii. And it's got two of the greatest theme songs of all time that are they both called Hard Ticket to Hawaii for whatever reason, but they're both very different. <laughs> wow. Um. There's that. Um, there's also another action movie that I just recently saw, and I know Kate saw it recently as well because we were just talking about it, called Champagne and Bullets. And uh, huh. I think I think Vinegar Syndrome put it out just recently, and it's one of these movies that was shot for, like, I don't know, a nickel or something, and they had, like, Wings <laughs> Hauser in it, and, um, oh, the other guy escapes me, but he's, like, one of the classic character actor villains who is, I think he was in Red Dawn, but uh, oh, it's like, like his name is like William Smith or, or something like that. Um, but this movie is just so bad. I mean, <laughs> the, the lead actor is the guy who wrote it and directed it and he stars in it. But he's he's actually a lawyer, like a legitimate lawyer. And he took his own money and wanted to make this action movie. Yeah. And he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And there's this Sounds like the room. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's it's about that bad. Um, oh, wow. It. He there's several songs on the soundtrack that this guy sings. Oh my god. And they're just really That's horribly totally bad. bad. And there's these really long, awkward sex scenes um involving ice cubes. And there's just it's one of those films that you know, like I don't I don't smoke weed, I don't drink anymore or anything like that. But if I was drunk or stoned with a group of people, this is the type of movie that I would watch. And there's like three different cuts on the Vinegar Syndrome um Blu-ray. Um, and then there's a movie like Six String Samurai, yeah, same sort of deal. Vinegar Syndrome, I oh, think, put it out. I saw um, that in the theater. No shit, dude. Yeah, that, down that, in Tampa that, Theater here. Uh, they Hank, played it for a weekend. Six String Samurai. Nice. God, it was fucking 10, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Dude, I had Hank, the poster. I had, I had the never poster, seen it. Dude. I, I had heard of it, and Kate, Kate messaged me one day, like, please tell me you've got the new Six String Samurai. And I'm like, yeah, I just got it in the mail. Yeah. She's like, put it on tonight and watch it. And it's amazing. It is, yeah. I mean, again, it's one of those movies that they shot for nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's got this weird, 
cult status to it because it's just so fucking out there. Well, I mean, it's, it's very post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic and... But it's about a guy who's like a Buddy Holly impersonator, yeah. or he thinks he's Buddy Holly, <laughs> and he's also a samurai, and he's <laughs> on his way the to... desert fighting midgets. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, he's on his way to That's Las great. Vegas because the the king Elvis Presley has died, and there's he's on this journey to become the new king of Las Vegas. But they actually call it something different. It's not actually Las Vegas. It's um, I don't remember. Lost Vegas or something like that. I don't that. remember. And, I just knew, and, uh, I just know that I loved his outfit because he's in the desert yes. and he's wearing two tone wingtip dress shoes. Yes, that's awesome. And, and, and the games that he fights, like the uh, I, I forget the I, I don't know if they're called the eight pins or whatever, but it's like these these bowling gangs that he. I mean, it's just <laughs> I just remember. Like, I love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just, and I just love that That's kind funny. of weird. It reminded me of like Elvis Costello, shit. like meets mm. like uh, I don't know, like yeah, Sherry. it's like a rockabilly no. western apocalyptic. Yeah, it came out right around the height movie. of like swing dancing. Nice. Yeah. Again, nice. and then the like of swing for post-apocalyptic weird movies, like I love Hell Comes to Frog Town. Like I saw that oh, yeah. years ago on USA Ready All Piper. Night, up all night. Yes, oh, I, yeah. dude, when I saw that for the very first time, I was like on a band trip in like eighth grade or something. And <laughs> like me and a couple guys that we were rooming, rooming together, we were watching USA up all night and hell comes with, with who? Comes with, on. Uh, who, who is the host? I, I think it was Ron Desheer at the time. Yeah, she lives here. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, she's right a on. studio at Clearwater, man. It's huge. Nice. Did you know that? No. Did I know it? Yeah. Dude, I miss Rhonda Shear. She oh, was so man. fucking no? cool. No? Oh, oh, wow. Dude, yeah. I, I actually went over there a few times to help her do some uh, – because she does lingerie and stuff now, like her own yeah. clothing brand. Yeah. And she wanted to do like a reminiscent USA Up All Night uh, oh. commercial series. Nice. And nice. Uh, my friend Gene, who shoots all her stuff, he called me up and he's like, yo, you need to come over here and be a director with Rhonda Shear. And I was like, okay, Holy I, shit, I thought he meant come direct. No, what he meant was yeah. I need to come in, put on this big belly suit and a beret and act like I'm an old school director who's directing oh, wow. Rhonda Shear in like a <laughs> USA Up All Night skit, Nice, which was way better. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so Dude. she still does that stuff here locally, man. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, she's great. She's she's. A little chunky now, but she still looks hot. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. I mean, it's 30-plus years at this point, so yeah, well, it gets us all. I got plenty of... Yeah, uh, that, I had a, a kind of a thing, like, when I was at Tampa Bay Screams, Lynn Lowry came up to my table and knew who the fuck I was. That was mind-blowing. She's like, oh, yeah, I, like, I've heard of Kickaxe, and I know who you are, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're fucking Lynn Lowry, <laughs> right? Like... Hi. <laughs> like, yeah, and she like, gives me your card and is like, let's work together sometime. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'll yeah. I don't have any money, but okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's got to be experience. Um, yeah, that's, that was really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that was Killer Collab Podcast. Jeremy Summerall, thank you for joining us. Thank, you, thank you guys. That was a fucking blast, man. That was definitely fun. Definitely fun. Let us know if you ever yeah. want to come back. Yeah, dude. Let us, anytime. Let us know when I, you're in town shooting that movie. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get yeah, you, I'll get you, you on that show. Yeah. I will yeah. definitely. I will definitely be in Tampa for Tampa Bay Screams next summer, when I, June or July or something. But I'm hoping to be get out there before then because Kate keeps bugging me and is like, "Look, you got to come out to Disney and fucking Universal and shit." And oh like, yeah. 
I, I, I've gone to Disney, but I was like a kid. And yeah. I'd never have any fucking money for that. And she's like, dude, me. come with me. Like, we get discounts because we're Florida residents. I don't want to walk around a hot. Yeah. Well, park. Universal in January is wonderful. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Like, I, it's perfect. It's 70 degrees and right. less at night. It's like 65 nice. at night. It's perfect. Well, you That's heard my that birthday. Universal. That's my birthday. Sponsor us. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it for some commercials. Tony's birthday show. is January. January. Like yeah. a whole month. Well, yeah. His mom was yeah. in labor for 30 days. Yeah. Mine's in November. <laughs> if you ever talk to her, she'll say something like that. I was in labor forever. <laughs> but thank you for joining us this morning. Killer Collab Podcast, as always. Yeah, Chris Leto on my left. Thank you. Joe Davidson on my other left. And Jeremy Summerall. Thank you for joining us on Killer Collab Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank sir. You.